Yo, what is going on, baby? Nate Kennedy, the New Money Podcast, episode 15, student loans, how to crush them, part two of two. How y'all doing, man? Hoping everybody is quarantining well. It seems things in Canada at least are slowly beginning to open up, uh, but it remains to be seen how quickly or when exactly things are going to get back to normal. So I hope everybody is keeping well regardless, praying for some more glimmers of hope in the near future. So what's on the docket today? It's the second portion of student loans. If you didn't check out part one, two things. One, why the hell didn't you check out part one? (laughs) Just kidding. But number two, go check it out to get grounded in what we are chatting about today before you tune in. Today, we're going to go in depth with some specifics on student loan pay down strategies, their pros, their cons, as well as some other cool and interesting tidbits that will aid you in approaching this battle effectively. So without further ado, let's just dive on into it, baby. So basically with this episode, I'm going to be walking through what you can do to minimize student loans from people who are just about to go into school, who are in school, out of school. I don't care. I think there is something for everyone in this episode. And even though portions of it are going to be tailored towards Canada specifically, a lot of the principles that I'm going to be talking about are applicable to all and every kind of student loan. Now to get started, the following is going to be directed at those who haven't gone into university, college, post-secondary, whatever you want to call it, or if they are still in it. So what's the best way to attack student loans? It's to never take them to begin with. (sighs) Nate, didn't you say that it's okay if you have to take student loans in the last episode? Are Are you changing up? Are you switching up? No, no, of course, of course, of course, of course, I still believe that it is totally okay to get student loans. However, in Canada, and as I imagine in other countries as well, there are a ton of different grants and scholarships that you are likely eligible for. In Ontario specifically with OSAP applications, roughly half of the funding is through grants, which is basically free money, and the other is through student loans. You can actually opt out of the loans if you so choose and just take the free money. Typically, if you are eligible for OSAP, the grants portion will likely cover most or all of your tuition, which on average for university in Ontario at least is anywhere from six to eight grand and anywhere from three to six grand for colleges. If you're able to pull together some money by working through the summer, you know, I know this upcoming summer will likely be a lot different, but you likely will be able to get some sort of income if you're unable to work. But if you're able to pull some money through the summer, as well as getting these different government grants, you should be able to pull together a decent amount of money. Now, I understand even with that, that's probably cutting it a little close to get you through school. So what else could you do to fund yourself? Well, you could work through the school year and bust your ass during the summer, like I kind of just said. By having a few bucks saved up through the summer and as well on the side while you're working through the year, you'll be able to cover expenses like food, utilities, and maybe even rent if you're really out here grinding. A lot of universities also have work-study programs, which are essentially government grants that you earn through campus jobs. This funding was absolutely cash money for me in my last two years of university, and I wish to God that I did it earlier, and I pray to God that you guys do it now as soon as you get back to school. So what else can you do to get funding from your education? Apply for more bursaries and scholarship. Guys, I am telling you, 
it is absolutely unfathomable how much money is out there for you waiting to be taken. I probably, no joke, got five to six grand most years in bursaries, awards just from applying. I didn't have crazy grades. I wasn't overly in the community. I was just ambitious enough to apply to a shit ton and a few of them popped. And that's really all it takes. You apply like crazy and it only takes one or two to pop for you to get those few bucks. That really, really, really helped me out in school and I took full advantage of it in my later years. Again, I wish I had been more active on it in my first and second year, but you know, water under the bridge, it is what it is, right? For you guys that are going back or are heading into school, I really hope that things do get back to some sort of normalcy and you'll be able to apply for some of these. Obviously, none of us really know what's going to go on, but assuming that things do go back to somewhat of a normal routine, this is what I did through school to help fund myself. So how do you access this money? Where do you know how to look? How, like, where do you where do you start if you were to go back to school and wanted to get all this money? What I would suggest doing for anybody who's looking for free money from their school when they go back is to look up your respective financial department for your school, send them an email saying that you want to walk through what financial bursaries, needs-based awards, regular awards, scholarships, whatever, funding you may be eligible for and you want to apply like crazy. I guarantee you that they'll be able to help you and guide you through the process. Also, they will likely inform you about all these scholarships that you may want to apply for as well. Again, all it takes is effort and ambition to want more. Go after every last dollar that you may be eligible for and I promise you, that some of them are going to pop if you just put in the work. Try your best to fund yourself as best as you can other than loans. By not taking out student loans, your back is probably gonna be against the wall, so you're gonna have a fire lit under your ass. And if you were ballsy enough to not take out student loans and made such a decision, you'd have no choice but to get after it, and I have full faith that you would. Furthermore, if next year you don't take out the loan portion, do all the things I just said, get a decent amount of money, but still have some student loans from the years prior, consider paying them down. Now, what I must say is since your student loans aren't actually accruing any interest while you're in school, you may earn a better return on your money just investing the extra cash. That money isn't going anywhere and it's not gonna cost you any more to put it off. However, if you just want to rid yourself of debt for peace of mind and think it's just a better strategy for you, then I encourage you to consider it. Again, guys, with all of this stuff, it's all about what's best for you, not only financially, but mentally and realistically. I'm not here to tell you what the best strategy is. I am just here to shed light on what is out there and what I've done in the past. Only you know what's best for you at the end of the day. As long as you're making thoughtful, meaningful decisions with respect to how you'd like to strategize and improve your financial health, you'll likely end up in a fantastic position with whatever path you choose is best for you. The last thing I must say here, guys, full transparency, as much as I talked about other funding strategies, I have to say that I did take the loan portion every single year and I actually don't regret it one bit. Now, don't get me wrong, I busted my butt, got after every last dollar through the summers, scholarships, bursaries, everything, um, but I also took the loan portion and it actually allowed me to be a lot more strategic with my money. The thing I find with students in general is if they take out the money from a loan and they get you know OSAP, half grant, half loan, they're not as ambitious to go after all that extra money that's out there because they're kind of good, right? For me, I had the money and I, I guess 
I just wanted more. And so I kind of went after more, but that's just how I am. I'd say if I didn't have that, God knows how much harder I would have went, right? Like I could have applied for even more and more scholarships, got even more stuff, et cetera. So again, full transparency, I did take out the loan. I don't regret it at all. It really helped me manage my money strategically. If you really think you could use it and again, be thoughtful with that money, taking out loans as well as applying like crazy for other funding throughout your school, then there's nothing wrong with that at all. And I kind of have to say that or else I'd be a hypocrite. But yes, consider both options for sure. Okay, Nate, well, must be nice to have known that during my undergrad, but I've got loans on loans and I need to pay that ish down. No problem at all, guys. Let's talk about what you can do today if you've just graduated or if you've been paying down your loans as of right now. So again, the first thing I must say is if you didn't check out my most recent episode, which is part one of student loans, I highly, highly recommend you go check that out. In it, I talk about the three general ways to approach creation of a student loan pay down strategy. Really quick to summarize, the three steps are research, weigh your options, pull the trigger. Right now, what we're going to do is talk about some different options in depth. Really, there are two main ones. Number one is to pay through the government, and number two is to refinance the loan. Now, if you've never taken out government loans and you only have lines of credit or different types of financing, you can skip over this portion to the refinancing side. So the first strategy is to just pay it through the government if you've got government funding. Let's chat about it, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Right now we are in what is known as a moratorium period, which means that student loan payments are put on hold as well as interest accruing. However, right now is the perfect time to reevaluate your current pay down strategy if you are currently paying down your student loans or develop a new one if you've just graduated. So yes, paying through the government. Once you graduate in Canada, you will be paying loans through the National Student Loans Service Center. If you haven't used this platform before, you need to, number one. But here you can view all the loans that you've taken out to date and what you owe to the government. With respect to your loan repayment, there are a variety of options that can help you establish payments that are better aligned to your financial situation, including customizing payment terms. However, if you choose to pay back your loan, it is important to make payments consistently and on time. Missed payments can negatively impact your credit rating. Go check out episode number three, I believe, where I talk about credit scores and all that kind of stuff. So go check that out. I'm just plugging like crazy today. <laughs> okay, back to it. So from your NSLSC, we're just going to call it your loan account because that's a mouthful. You'll be able to choose an interest rate option, change the day of the month that the payments are withdrawn, change your payment frequency, as well as change the bank account from which the payment should be withdrawn. If you're set up for pre-authorized payments, repayments will begin to be withdrawn automatically from your bank account that's on file. Should you wish to update your financial institution information or setup or payments, all that stuff, log into your national student loan account. If you choose to not use this option, it is your responsibility to make alternate arrangements to ensure that those payments are made on time. So with paying your loans back through the government, you have two interest rate options. Number one is a floating interest rate. We're not going to go too, too in depth, but it is a prime rate. So a prime rate or a prime lending rate is an interest rate used by banks, usually the interest rate at which banks lend to customers with good credit. This rate is essentially set by the Bank of Canada or whatever Federal Reserve Institution 
that the country in question has. So this is a rate that just will fluctuate, but right now is lower. It could increase, it could go down. Uh, the second option is the fixed interest rate. So this is gonna be the prime rate at the time, plus 2%, and that's gonna be locked in for the life of the loan. Now, what we will be talking about next is how a refinance of this kind of loan can be advantageous as you may be able to lock in a very low rate for the time being. So again, these rates are subject to change as the prime rate varies, the rate changes and is likely to be different come this fall. By default, your student loan has a floating interest rate. You can choose to change to a fixed interest rate at any time after you enter repayment. If you switch to a fixed rate, you will, however, not be able to change back to a floating rate. You're going to lock in that rate to choose a fixed interest rate in your repayment plan or to switch to a fixed interest rate anytime during your repayment period. Contact your National Student Loan Service Center and they will hook you up. Choosing between a floating and fixed interest rate will have an important consequence on your monthly payment. While a floating rate is lower at the beginning, it could go up if the prime lending rate set by the Bank of Canada goes up. You can actually use repayment calculators on the National Student Loan Center, as well as other websites to estimate your payments. So this is actually gonna be crucial when you're crunching your numbers and figuring out what option is best for you. Now, at any time, you can reach out to the National Student Loan Service Center, God, that's a mouthful again, <laughs> and actually request revision of terms throughout your loan to increase or decrease payments and the time it will take to pay back your loan. So they have a pretty flexible schedule with respect to how you want to pay back your loan. If you increase your monthly payments, you can pay off your loan faster. If you're having difficulty paying back your loan, you can request a decrease of monthly payments. This will increase the time it will take to pay back your loan as well as the amount of interest you will pay. Also, at any time, if you're having difficulty or unable to make payments, you can apply to have the government of Canada and your provincial territorial government help you by paying towards your loan with the following plan. So there's the repayment assistance plan, and then there's also the repayment assistance plan for borrowers with a permanent disability. Depending on your income, you may not be required to make payments that exceed your income by 20% or make any payment at all. You can apply for RAP anytime during your repayment. Now you might get rejected, you might get accepted, but I think it's worth a try. You can apply for RAP as soon as you begin to pay back your student loans. If you're eligible and accepted into the repayment assistance program, the government of Canada and your provincial or territorial government will pay the interest owing that your revised payment does not cover. After 60 months in the repayment assistance program or 10 years after you finish school, whichever comes first, the governments will begin to cover both your principal and interest that exceeds your reduced monthly payments. As long as you remain eligible for RAP, the balance of your loan is gradually paid off and the repayment obligations will never exceed 15 years or 10 years for people with permanent disabilities after you leave school. Now the thing is re-enrollment in this program is not automatic and you must reapply every six months. Also, if you choose to keep the government option, you'll actually be able to deduct your student loan interest paid come tax time which can actually save you a few bucks. So overall, what I suggest with respect to your current outstanding loans is to bust out a pencil and pen and map out what scenarios could work for you to pay directly through the National Student Loan Service Center before actually considering refinancing or any other option, just so you have a relative benchmark to know what is available to you. To summarize, I must say the government option seems to have a pretty decent customizable option set with respect to repayment with several options at your disposal to customize how quickly you'd like to pay off, as well as different forms of assistance in place to support you through the good and the bad. 
Okay, so the second strategy is to refinance the loan altogether. If you have government funding or a type of funding for your education, you may not be impressed with the amount of interest that you'll have to pay over the loan. What I would suggest is to shop around and see if there are other loan options out there for you to capitalize on. We talked about this last episode, but again, to go over what a refinance is, it's a payment of an existing debt using a new debt that has better terms. This can effectively be very fruitful if you can lock in a rock bottom interest rate to pay down your loans. The first thing I must say about refinancing and looking for different types of credit is it can be quite dangerous and hurtful to your credit score if you're not careful. Be very wary of different sites asking for your information as well as different lenders. I'd only recommend refinancing if you're able to get phenomenal rates with trusted rock solid A lenders like major banks or larger credit unions. Sub tier lenders likely will not be able to beat the interest rates of the government options if you have government loans, so they aren't really worth considering at all. Speak with the different representatives of the different premier institutions, inform them of your situation and advise that you would not like to have your credit pulled, you'd just like to explore potential options. You also could just check your credit score for free on your banking app. Quick side note, if you didn't know that, there you go. Free credit pulls that don't affect your credit score are actually available on most banking apps. So look into that if you wanna know what your credit score is. And once you have your credit score, you can maybe throw a hypothetical at them and ask what this type of borrower with this type of credit is typically eligible for. Now, I'm not sure if they'll cater to that, but it's definitely worth a try. Only consider truly applying for refinancing if the institution in question has proven they are a legitimate and viable option for you to save serious money down the line. At this stage, I would say it's very important to have a relatively good idea of what the government route looks like for you and how much it will cost you with all things considered, you know, aid, interest paid, etc. And use that as a comparison to the pitch that some of these lenders may give you. Knowing your numbers here is crucial. So I strongly recommend that you crunch them and know what they are. If you can get a really good lender to refinance your loan, it may save you thousands in interest over the life of it. However, there are a couple downsides if you're trying to refinance your government loans at least. So number one, you most likely won't be eligible for customizable terms on the fly that the government provides. They seem to be pretty good from the research I've seen in terms of helping you out and adjusting your payment frequency and scheduling as things get better, they get worse, etc. Number two, you won't be able to deduct the interest paid on your student loan on your taxes anymore. This can actually bite you in the butt quite a bit. Number three, you won't be eligible for repayment assistance programs. Again, that sort of government customizability. And number four, if a situation like this occurs where there's actually a moratorium period where you don't have to pay anything at all and there's no interest accruing during tough economic times, you won't be eligible for that because you're gonna be with a different lender. And they probably don't really have such a thing as completely stopping loan payments with no accruing interest. So, I mean, there's quite a few downsides to refinancing out of government loans. If you are looking to refinance loans from outside lenders, then again, it's just a numbers game, right? So you're gonna have all those, I guess, downsides regardless. So crunch out scenarios, figure out what looks good for you. There are a ton of loan repayment calculators, again, online that you can use. Overall, I would say if you have government issued loans, they're probably the best option given their flexibility and low rates. And especially with a lot of the time kids around our age with credit, that's probably not as established, but I definitely, definitely, definitely think you should at least entertain the idea of refinancing because it could save you a crap ton of money. If your circumstances are right again, it's all up to your due diligence. So crunch out those numbers.
There is also a awesome article that I'm going to put in the show notes that talks about a lot of what we chatted about today and even breaks down province by province. So I'll be sure again to throw that down below. Like I always say, guys, as long as you're being intentional and thoughtful about whatever path you choose, you're going to come out on top. No doubt about it. So, my friends, we've got the new money mailbag back and we kind of have a fun question completely unrelated to anything that we're talking about right now. But Personal Finance Canada asked me, do you prefer cake or pie? You know what, that's a tough question, but here's the thing, cake all day long. I am a big, 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 big cake guy. I'm a big cheesecake guy. I don't know if any of you guys like cheesecake. I am like, I'm getting numb just thinking about cheesecake, strawberry cheesecake, chocolate cheesecake. Oh my God, Nutella cheesecake. Oh my God, I gotta stop big cake guy all day cake let me know guys are you cake are you pie argue with me let me (laughs) let me know what you guys think but again a fun and light question for the new money mailbag so thank you personal finance canada you're the truth brother so my friends that is all i have for you today i really 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 hope that some of the information i went over helps you guys out regardless of what stage you are in with respect to your student loan really quick let's just summarize today's episode number one explore not taking out loans to begin with again this might be an absolute grind of an option but it can really pay off if you put in the work and explore other funding options there is so much money that you can be eligible for through your institution so be sure to contact your respective student financial department to talk Talk about what options are available to you. Number two, be sure to size up the best case scenario and the worst case scenario for government repayment options and create a plan of attack that is conducive to your situation. There are a lot of solid viable options to consider if you funded yourself through government loans. Number three, consider refinancing your student loans as an option. We chatted about the sorts of pros and cons here, but essentially only consider this if it's an A plus lender who can beat out the best case scenario of the government repayment options you crunched out earlier. Consider all things, you know, payment flexibility, tax benefits, interest paid, potential forbearance periods, like consider everything and make a thoughtful decision. And last but not least, number four, as long as you've done your homework, guys, whatever option you choose that is best for you is the option that works. Like I said in the last episode, there's no holy grail or one true option for repaying student loans. Depends on your situation. Let's create a plan. Let's stay consistent and you're going to be cash money, baby. So that's it. I love y'all guys. Please let me know if you have any questions about anything. I'm always here for you at the new money podcast on Instagram, Facebook, but this is the new money podcast. My name is Nathan Kennedy and I'm out this mother. Peace.